The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. What is the fine line between dreams and nightmares? Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor. And welcome to the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 383. Here's a Boo Crew Fright Fact. In 1999, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Johnny Depp adopted Goldeneye, the horse that played gunpowder, Ichabod Crane's horse in the film, when he heard that the horse was going to be put down, which is so sad. I don't know why it was going to be put down, but he adopted it. Well, thank you so much for joining us for a guestless episode. You can tell by our banter that there's no one else here but the three of us. It's uh, been a while since we've done one of these things. So uh, there's been so many great releases and opportunities to talk to all sorts of really cool people over the past few weeks. We've had Anna Camp, uh, Russell Crowe, Lee Cronin, Spider-One and Chrissy Fox. And like I said, this week you're stuck with just the three of us. And it's always an open invitation to rate and write us a quick review on Apple Podcasts as one of the many ways hearing from you is sort of the lifeblood of the boot crew whenever we go to these non-interview episodes we're going to take the chance to read your review at the top of the show i know we've been talking about this like every week since we've had been having interviews there's been so many kind and special special messages of support friendship and solidarity on there we're going to read a few right now starting with lauren all right so this one comes from housewife of horror which, by the way, she has the most awesome TikTok. She restores haunted... She, I think she's restoring a haunted house. Yeah, that's what she lives and in, yeah. she just really awesome. commits to the vintage lifestyle. And she, like, is having... Had, like, a fondue party and got this beautiful dress. Um, but check out her TikTok or you can look her up on Instagram. Really interesting content. It's... It's just so amazing. Um, So she was nice enough to write us a review and she wrote, listening to the Boo Crew is like hanging out with friends and discussing all of your favorite new horror movies, old horror movies, comics, and what you're excited about that's soon to be released and even what you didn't do it for you. I'm currently restoring my old haunted house and the boo crew is right there with me keeping me entertained and giving me a good laugh now and then so nice to always yes. have you with yeah. us housewife of horror we've been following you back on instagram for a long time now we love your yeah. posts and your ghost stories as well and you got to come and uh, tell someone the show at some point yeah, you know what's also yes. really awesome about her is she has a really, like as Scarlett would say it, a really smooth voice. It's like really soothing and really nice to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it's like a broadcaster voice. It is. I wonder if she does voice work. She should be doing it. Housewife of Horror, if you're listening, you should be doing some voice work. That's for sure. And then our second review is from Accutable 11 and it says, keep on trucking. This is one of my favorite podcasts. The hosts are very likable and enthusiastic about the horror movies they discuss. This podcast really helps me find some hidden gems to look up and watch. Keep up the good work, guys. That's so nice. Thank you so much, Akutable. We yes. really, really appreciate it. We're going to yeah, go really a- nice. across the pond now. Leo's got a couple from uh, from outside the uh, traditional Apple charts that uh, we don't usually get to see. Leo, what you got? Yeah, I got, we got one here from Great Britain, man. Amazing. Wow. Check this out. It's from Horror Lizzie, and uh, she writes, My kind of horror geeks. The Boo Crew are definitely on point with their horror knowledge. I could listen to them for hours. Their content is so interesting and full of all kinds of fun facts. Anything from your mainstream movies 
to ones that you've never even heard of that have definitely broadened my taste of different types of horror movies. You get an insight of the behind the scenes from their wonderful collection of special guests and also an idea on lots of different opinions on all the classically favorite horror movies. Leo and his cult movie recommendations, Lauren and her amazing ability to fall asleep during any movie. Yes. <laughs> it is and a don't gift. even get me started. And don't even get me started on Trevor's infectious laugh. Aw. Insert laugh here. Was, yeah. <laughs> or Lizzie, thank you. That was five stars. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for noticing my very special ability to fall asleep. Until Horror Lizzie mentioned uh, specifically things about you, me, and Leo, I swear she's writing about a totally different show. She's got the wrong show. (laughs) That's amazing, though. Thank you so much. And you got another one, Leo, right? Yeah, we also got one from Canada up north, and this is from Darcy Mellygrove. They write, Simply the best. What can I say about the Boo Crew? Their love for the genre is infectious. As dark as horror can be, this podcast is still beaming with joy, making the listener feel like that wide-eyed kid at the movie rental place pouring over the horror VHS covers. This podcast is my new happy place. That's Darcy Melgrew. Thank you for the five stars. Darcy, your your review is our new happy place. Yeah, that's so sweet. I love mentioning the video store too. That is really cool that we give you if we even touch right. that experience in any way for you at all. That means the world to us. Thank you so much right. for taking the time to write. I got one more and before we move on, before it sounds a little self-indulgent we're reading all these reviews people are like fucking move on. Okay, yeah. A Pixie in Paris writes, a five-star review, uh, my favorite podcast. The Boo Crew podcast is a delightful gem in the world of horror and genre entertainment hosted by a group of passionate and knowledgeable enthusiasts. The podcast is a must Listen, for anyone who loves all things spooky and macabre, I freaking love them. What sets the Boo Crew apart from other podcasts is this warm and welcoming atmosphere. Listening to the hosts talk about their favorite horror films and TV shows is like hanging out with old friends who share your interests. But what really stands out about the Boo Crew is the depth of their knowledge and appreciation for the horror genre. Whether they're discussing classic horror movies or the latest releases, the hosts bring a wealth of insights and analysis to the table. They clearly love what they do and are passionate about sharing their knowledge and enthusiasm with their audience. But finally, can you really call yourself a genre fan if you do not listen to the boot crew damn holy shit wow that's incredible a pixie in paris and uh not to call you out but you did visit the uh they came by the house over the weekend actually that is true we had, yeah yeah rachel and kyle came over uh from bad juju productions they came over to check out the studio and pick up uh, some girl scout cookies that was so nice oh, of them cool. to yeah. support our little latte. It was amazing to see them and they're filmmakers. They make amazing stuff. If you can go look up, should have stayed home. They did that for the Roger Corman quarantine challenge. You can watch that out there. And they have a short film called the Beckaboo, which won a ton of awards. It was the official selection at numerous festivals. They know their shit. They are passionate and talented as fuck. Go follow at bad juju film on Instagram and watch everything they're doing because they are doing great things. The future is still to come for them. They're going to be massive. Trust me. If you want to leave a review, hit up Apple Podcasts. You know where to do it. We love getting them. And and if we haven't got to yours yet, we will get to yours on a future show. Every show we do not have a guest. We're going to read a couple from you and hopefully you listening aren't too bored by that Uh, and really we don't mean it to be a self-indulgent thing at all it really touches us and we love kind of giving a little spotlight to to you who are listening as well so it's a cool way to to be able to do that if you're going to be in the la area wanted to get the, the housekeeping out of the way the weekend of june 2nd to the 4th, 2023, a time of release. You can come see us at Monster Palooza in Pasadena. We're one of over 450 exhibitors. There's an incredible monster museum. We always love seeing it. You can check out their Equinox there. That's uh, <laughs> one of the best exhibits oh, no. they usually have there, the Equinox. Uh, go see Boogeyman. Yeah, ask for Boogeyman to take you to the Equinox <laughs> at the local Boogeyman booth. Uh, there's makeup demos, celebrity guests, and more. This year, they got Feruza Ball. Barbara Hershey, Tom Savini, uh, oh Amy McDonald, uh, Amy Donald, Amy Donald, not McDonald. I used to go to high school with Amy McDonald. Amy <laughs> Donald, uh, who played Megan, is going to be there in wardrobe for photo ops. Oh, cute! It's going to be a lineup out the door for that. And then- we suggest you turn away now. <laughs> Thank you.
Cats, Tobias Jelinek, and Larry Bagby, and Doug Jones from the original Hocus Pocus are all there to take photos with you. That is so amazing. That's really cool. Are you going to get... I've never seen you in line, Lauren, at any of the photo ops at any of these conventions. Is this going to be the one that you'll get a Hocus Pocus photo? I, like I It's kind of worth it, right? Yeah, I might. Do it. But I, I'm kind of a little shy. Yeah, but... They're so nice. Like, at all those things, you pay, and they're nice to you. <laughs> I know. I'm paying Everyone's them. Everyone's nice to you. Pay. paying them to be nice to I'm me. sure they're, they're the nicest, coolest right. people anyway, but hey, why not? And all these pictures always look really cool at all these conventions, too, right? They have the best cameras. They have the great yeah. setup, the great lighting, and they're in the mood to do pictures, right? So they do fun poses, and it's always awesome. Yeah, I've, I've never done one. We got You got to do it. Yeah. I'll do it with you. Oh, okay. and Melinda Clark from Return of the Living Dead 3 is going to be... Uh, that's inc- I've never seen her at any conventions that I've been aware of, so that's that's going to be great. That's an amazing movie, by the way, if you're listening. Return of the Living Dead 3. It's got a, a Melinda Clark's on the cover, covered in piercings. It's so cool and so 90s. You'll love it. Uh, I'm going to be hosting a panel there. <laughs> you sure are. That's right. Freddy versus yeah. Jason. Robert Englund and Ken Kersinger live on stage on the Friday from 8 p.m. to 8.55. Please be there and support me in any way you can because I will be a nervous sack of shit up there. <laughs> Ready to screw everything up. Well... <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to tell because you're really pro about it. Nope. This one, I have a feeling you will be able to tell as I search for words and stumble. And No, you're going to be Freddie Freddy and Jason. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not qualified. That's all I can say. And we're going to be there. Our booth is going to be there all weekend. So you can please like come up and say, hey, that's, you know, we want to talk to you there. GoGo's 325, which I believe is a booth we had like two years ago, Leo. Remember the one like right by the door? Yes. I right. think I think that's where we are. Which just uh, just occurred to me, they don't have a pipe and drape setup in that place to hang our sign. Remember, we had that janky setup last time mm-hmm. to put the sign up. Lauren got us this seven hundred dollars sign one year. Okay, shut up. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was gonna be that much. Yeah, me neither. It until it was done. Until it was done, they're like, "Come pick it up." Okay, how much do we owe you? Seven hundred dollars. I mean, they did a great job. It's like, but it's uh, like a foam core sign. I had no idea foam core signs cost that much. But then you got it huge. I think that was the thing. Well, go big or go home, right? It's t- it's bigger than me, right? It's huge. Yeah, I mean, you Seven can't foot miss tall. <laughs> yeah, you can't miss it. Us. It's like hanging over top of everyone's boots. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck's with <laughs> the boot crew and their sign? It's, it's the biggest sign here, and they have postcards and pens, and that's <sighs> it. All right. But yeah, Monster Palooza, it's a great time. Yeah, that's, that's it for uh, housekeeping. New in theaters and streaming this week. Here it is. Lee Cronin's Evil Dead Rise. Hits VOD as of now. It'll be, I mean, it's out at midnight as we're recording this, so it's it's everywhere now. Leo, did you love that movie, Evil Dead Rise? I did. So I did. It's probably going to be like, you know, maybe my top of the year, I think. Top two of the year, probably, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, we saw it twice already. Lauren, what do you have to say about Evil Dead Rise? Love it. What, what, is there one scene in particular that you really love? Something that stuck with you, just off the top of your head right now. Wow. I just love the book. Yes, that I knew you were going to say that. Of course, because it involves a prop and just like the artwork on it and just the teeth and the blood and the, it just makes me feel you. It's a really cool design. I love what Lee did with the, with the, the Necronomicon in this and some really yeah. fun Easter eggs. Yes. Keep your ears open. Yeah, if you didn't listen to our Lee Cronin episode, he, he busts a few out for you uh, to keep aware of. And uh, yeah, use your ears is all we're saying. 
uh, just to let you in on a little info about that, because I was wondering, is it is it on HBO Max? Like, what's the deal with it? So it's called Premium Digital Ownership, and you could buy it for twenty four ninety nine, and for a, tw- a forty eight hour rental, you can get it for nineteen ninety nine. I'm just gonna buy just it. Just buy that fucking yeah. thing. What six dollar difference or whatever? Yeah. So yeah, it's on uh, participating digital platforms where wherever you purchase movies like Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Google Play, and Vudu. So also on VOD. Wait, wait, wait! I yeah. want to go back. Yeah, I feel like I read. Did it make like a hundred million dollars or something crazy? You told me that the other day. I didn't. I didn't verify that information, but Leo. you're probably right. Leo, do you have any insight on the yeah, success of Evil Dead Rise? It, it surpassed a hundred million worldwide, and I mean, you could only tell because I saw all the producers on the island drinking those. A little sippy cocktails with the umbrellas in them. <laughs> the movie did really, very well. I'm pretty sure. Little uh, cocktails yeah, and uh, cheese grater glasses. Oh my! Yeah, God. amazing. And I mean, that's that's huge. Think about it. It's huge because the budget wasn't. It was like what, 15, 18 million or something. And then when you so, consider that that was supposed to, at one point, it was just going to go straight to streaming. Crazy. Right. That was on the chopping block with like. Remember they canceled the Batman movie and the the. the uh, the Catwoman movie and all that. Yeah. They, they axed all those movies and everybody was just waiting for Evil Dead to get axed as well. And surprisingly, I guess they did a test screening and everybody fought for it and they were right. They were like, this thing's got to go in a theater. Like it has to be seen because of sound, because of the visuals, because of just the acting, the makeup and the, you know, it's just, there's so much good stuff in this movie, man, you know? So they were right. It was a, it was a right call. Also on VOD, Tobin Bell and Danny Trejo in The Curse of Wolf Mountain. It follows AJ as he uh, begins to have vivid dreams of his parents' death 20 years ago. So he and his brother and family return to the spot in the woods while something mysterious awaits. On DVD, you could pick up our buddy Kurt Wimmer's Stephen King killer kid adaption, Children of the Corn, and Casper Van Diem and Elise Din bring you Daughter, the tale of a kidnapped young woman who gets brought into a bizarre family as their new surrogate daughter finally friend of the show and star of two witches uh, rebecca kennedy is starring and producing her first film called sweet molly so she plays molly a young woman born and raised in the flds religion that's the fundamentalist church of latter-day saints which is an actual radical polygamist cult out there whose leader is currently in prison serving a life sentence for assaulting two girls one was his wife of 12 years old oh jesus and one of apparently 70 wives he has it is wild. Like in the the story is wild of um, of FLDS. Seventy. Yeah, seventy wives. Yeah. Seventy. The kids are taught at school that the leader of the cult, who's in jail, is the president of the United States. What the? Yeah. Fuck? So they grow up thinking that that's real. Oh. So yeah. this movie addresses that and is kind of made to create awareness and another part of that movie is to create awareness for what's going on and to help help these kids so who, who are trapped in in, in this cult uh, molly played by rebecca makes a chilling discovery through her ability to astral project that leads to a life-altering event so there's nine days left at time of release if you want to make a pledge and be a part of this film in some way go to sweetmolly.com there's some great perks and stay updated on the latest it's from writer director jc mcnaughton and we love absolutely everything rebecca does so. well what about like cps can't they get involved with stuff like that? I mean, they should, right? I would think. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you'd figure that that's the obvious case. They just raid them and save all the kids. No, CPS only wants to get involved when your kid's walking around their neighborhood. Exactly. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> Which happened to us. And we'll talk about that. On a, I think we might have talked about that before, yeah, did we? Yeah, sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Go dig in the vault for that, or we'll bring it up again if you're new to the story, because it's a fucking oh, wild funny. one. Uh, all right. And, uh, oh, Leo, you wanted to mention something as well, some news that you caught wind of. Yeah, CinemaCon. You guys hear, hear about that? I did not hear about that. Lay it on I, us. So, it was this big announcement online, and for those people that were lucky enough to be in the room... They pretty much launched it like one of those Marvel announcements, you know, at Hall H at Comic-Con, where it's like, you're lucky to see the new trailer for the new Marvel movie, you know? Right. (laughs) You know, phones are off and you can't record, you know, it's like eyes only kind of thing. So they had a bunch of announcements, different studios. I believe Warner Brothers announced Meg 2, The Trench, uh, directed by Ben Wheatley coming out August 4th, and also uh, The Nun 2, 
they showed the artwork for it. I think it was a poster, was it? Uh, they released uh, Michael Schaub's directing. It's supposed to come out September 8th of this year. Uh, but the talk of the town was from Universal and uh, a couple things. Uh, they talk about the rap of Becky. Remember uh, the Lily Wilson film mm-hmm. that we loved? Yeah, so the, I didn't even know they were making a sequel, So, which makes perfect sense because, um, you know, the way the movie, the movie ended... That was one. Yeah, they actually yeah. screened that at South by Southwest. The one, the South by Southwest that happened where they screened like every movie that was ever coming oh, out ever. Right. They screened right. it there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but the one that, that has all the buzz and the weird thing is all the mainstream, like all the Joe Blow people, you know, like the mainstream coverage were there to see this, but not the horror community, which I thought was fascinating. So they were lucky enough to see a sizzle reel and teaser for The Exorcist Believer. That's the title, Exorcist Believer, which comes out, I guess, August, I mean, I'm sorry, October 13th of this year. Uh, directed by David Gordon Green, who did the Halloween movies recently. And um, they saw some footage, man. And um, apparently it's freaking scary. Apparently it's it's going to be shocking. Apparently it's going to it's going to it's going to go there, you know. Gosh, um, I can't wait to take Scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she, she'll probably like so, the new school Exorcist. Yeah, with fourteen-year-old, we tried introducing the original Exorcist to her, and she got so bored she left the room. I just like but look at look, look at the look at the two stars of this movie, uh, Lydia Jewett. Why does it sound familiar? David Yarovsky's Nightbooks. Oh, 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 yeah. yes, the young girl. Yeah. Right. She's uh, about to be a preteen now or a teen, I'm mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, her and Olivia Markham are, are the leads in this movie in terms of what goes down. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. plays, I believe, her father. Ellen Burstyn is shown in the footage. She's reprising her role 50 years later as Reagan McNeil's mom. So, and and out from Hereditary, isn't it? So it's, it's, got, a, it's got a pretty solid cast here. Um... But yeah, apparently there's no footage on it, man. You, you know, in the, in the days and ages where everything gets leaked, I've not found anything yet except for people reacting to describing what they saw. And apparently these two girls, Lydia and Olivia, are fucking frightening. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to it, man. Wow. So yeah, they're, they're, they're taking it in new directions as they should. Pretty much like the TV show did. You know, the TV show took you away from the bedroom and put the whole concept of evil and possession in like the backdrop of the whole city of chicago you know so i think this movie is doing something similar where they're taking it out of just one little girl's bedroom or whatever and and giving you a bigger story because apparently it's going to be the first of three movies so whether or not linda blair's in it a lot of speculation we don't know it's possible that this movie might set up for her to show up in part two or part three we don't know but the fact that Ellen Burson's in it and in the in the footage is pretty intriguing to me, and I can't I can't wait for this, especially when everybody who was there said they were actually frightened, like they like they were stunned by how shocking some of the visuals were, how bloody they were, and how like it wasn't a cheap scare, like it was a good tense setup to something disturbing. Yeah, so it was kind of so, reaching reaching for the same effect that the original film had during yes. that time period they're recreating for the right. modern audience, which is that sounds thrilling actually. Yes, I can't wait. That's great news. The Boo Crew will be right back. To dream. Nightmares. What is the fine line between dreams and nightmares? Between Nightmares and reality. Greetings, Earthling. It's only a dream. I am the Bishop of Battle. Awesome! Nightmare. Doesn't he see it coming? I have 13 progressively harder levels. Don't get it! 13th level doesn't even exist! Nightmares. Try me if you dare. Get rid of it, whatever it is! Nightmares. Nightmares. They don't always come at night. Let's begin. Don't wake up. Too late. You can't kill it! Nightmares. Some of them wake up with you. Nightmares. The motion picture from Universal. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent.
we're just going to talk about the things that we've been up to in the horror genre or horror centric things uh, since we last talked. Leo, did you have you been anywhere, done anything, not including movies uh, related to the horror genre that you care to mention or talk about or? Yeah, I've been to urgent care a few times. That was fun. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, man, the real horror. I had a, yeah, I had a alien growth removed. <laughs> About four pounds. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but uh, no, actually, have not been out. I'm a little... Uh, I've been home de- dealing with uh, not feeling well for a while. Um, but uh, I've been trying to catch up on some stuff, so we'll get to that in a bit here. But how about you guys? Where did you guys... Um, We've been, it's, it's been pretty busy since, since we last all got together and talked. So there's a couple things to mention. Uh, most recently I took my daughter to, or actually I took all the kids to the spooky swap meet, which is in here in Los Angeles by um, a place called heritage square, which is a collection of old Victorian homes that they moved in this kind of park in the round in LA and it is beautiful. All the houses are, some of them you can actually go inside and they're all being restored and uh, to make it, you know, as they as they were in the era. And they've had all sorts of neat events there. Like they've had a was it like a Victorian morning. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Kind of weekend where you can go and see how Victorians used to mourn the passing of relatives and things like that. And then this one was right. just, yeah, the spooky swap meat, swap meat folks out there sitting up. There's vendors and it was like an outdoor convention basically it was so fun they had trick-or-treating and all the kids loved it and there's a a video we took and posted it on our instagram at tales from the boo crew if you want to check that out but yeah spooky swap me i was sad to miss it but our other kid that was home he had like a million yeah like graduation photos yeah tis the time of year and uh, you and i went and saw Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker's band, Boy Genius, at an almost 100-year-old theater out in Pomona, the Fox Theater, an old movie palace. Beautiful place. And how we keep it horror here is someone who walked past us, sprinted up the stairs, and Lauren said, hey, it's the guy from Cabin Fever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot. James DeBello. I've seen that fucking guy at so many shows since I've moved to L.A. In 2005, I first saw him at an Estero concert at the Avalon in Hollywood. Like one of the first things I did in this city is go see Estero from Toronto, Canada, doing a show at the Avalon, a little slice of home. Of course. There's James DeBello. I was like, holy shit. It was the first famous person I saw in L.A. was James DeBello. And uh, then then he was at K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. Yeah. Right? Last year. That's hilarious. Spencer from Ice Nine Kills saw him. He's like, dude, dude from Cabin Fever in Detroit Rock City's here. James DeBello. That's funny. And Swim Fan. He's in Swim Fan. That's right. Swim I Fan. That's right. Getting that. He's got, an, we got enough reasons to ask him to get his ass in here, right? We just talk about music. Yeah, I'm sure. He's like, obviously a huge music yeah. fan. He's like a fan of cool music. Yeah. That was such an awesome show. Oh my God. We got spoiled rotten at that show, Leo. Oh my gosh. So we almost left the show when we first got there. We have this problem a lot though. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, you know, my five foot stature doesn't really hold up when there's a bunch of tall people in front of me. Like I couldn't see anything and we try to get there early, but like with four kids and jobs Sometimes it's not always possible. Yeah, you can't get there by six or whatever. It's, you know, yeah. far from us. So, right. And the place, uh, just to set up the, there's no seats really. It's all general admission. All well, those places are all general yeah. admission. We get there and I'm trying to find a spot and like literally I cannot see anything. I can, All I can see is people. I can just hear it. <laughs> just staring at it. In fact, I couldn't see because the the back, like we were so far at the back that there's an angle that it, it angles up and then back down. So even I, I'm six four. I couldn't see. Yeah, I just like I have no idea what's going on. And we're trying to get stage. by people. Yeah, of course, no one lets you by, right? They're yeah, like nobody you. cares. <laughs> like I talked to one security guard and I was like, hey, like, do you have any suggestions where I could stand so I could sort of see? And he was just like, no, it's a problem. You know, lots of short people have that problem. Like, great. You better get here early. Yeah. He was like, you should have got here early. I was like, okay, I'll tell my four kids that. And, you know, the babysitter and, you know, God knows what else (laughs) prevented us. So then I'm like, all right. Let's go watch it on the TV. Yeah, we'll watch it 
you know, because they have monitors in the lobby area. So I'm like, at least I can hear it and see it. And the monitors aren't working. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I was just so, so sad because it's heartbreaking to go something. I was so excited and I can't see anything. And I'm just I'm not that person that can just listen to it. It's like I want to see what's going on. You know, if I just wanted to listen to live music and not see anything like, I don't know. So we were about to cut our losses at that point. Yeah. We looked dejected. We were about, we we're literally walking out the door. We're just like, you know what? Let's just go out for dinner. Like, you know, we got the babysitter. Let's just go out for dinner. Yeah. <clears throat> and then as I was leaving this angel of the Fox Theater, he was so nice. Security guard. A security guard. I think his last name was like Fernandez. He was like, what's going on? Like, he could tell I was visibly sad. And he was like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just like, I can't see. And so, you know, I'm just going to leave because no matter where I go, I've tried multiple places. And he was like, okay, let's, he's like, come with me. And then he took us up to the balcony. So there's a balcony. So we weren't allowed to go on the balcony because... Yeah, we had general mission tickets, but he took us up there anyway, looked for a spot, nothing up there. And it was full. And then he was like, come back down. And then he took us down all the way to the pit. Yeah, all the way to the front of the venue. Put pit passes on us and was like, have a great time. I'm like, oh my gosh. That was the coolest thing that's like ever happened. Like he was so nice. Yeah, I, that was amazing, man. He didn't have to that's do amazing. that at all. I feel so grateful for him and his generosity. And I just feel so lucky that I got to see that concert. Oh, yeah. We were way. standing like right in front of Phoebe and all the girls that were like, this is the coolest thing ever. It just went from the shittiest yeah. thing ever to the most amazing thing ever. It was so that's, great. You know, that's somebody that's somebody who cares about his job and like looking out for, you know, honest, good people with, you know, a simple problem that could be resolved, you know? Yeah. So. He was a problem solver. Like he could have just been like, oh, sorry. Like the other guy was just co- totally like. Oh, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. But yeah, it was so nice because, I mean, the pit was pretty roomy. I mean. Yeah, it was extraordinarily roomy. Yeah, there was some space down there. Yeah. So, but he was just so cool. What a great guy. Mr. Fernandez, I'm sure you're not listening. You are definitely not but listening. But <laughs> you're the coolest. But, you know, That's I keep cool. saying like, oh, I'm going to write the Fox Theater we really got to make a point of doing that. Yeah, we should. We'll put it on our list of like 8 million things. Like, I think our kids have like book reports too. I still have to figure out what's going on. But once I get through that, I definitely want to reach out to them and say, this this guy like deserves like employee of the month or whatever. I'm not sure what they do, but. April 11th at the Wallace Annenberg Center for the Performing Arts in Beverly Hills, Film Independent presented a live reading of Diablo Cody and Karin Kusama's Jennifer's Body. It was the most amazing thing I think I've ever been to. And Karin directed the live reading, which kind of played out like I'd never been to one of these before. And it kind of played out like what I would imagine a table reading would be like a table rehearsal for a film. Everybody's got kind of sitting in a line, you know, reading, got their script. So they're acting, but you know, they're reading the script. So, I think they're really relaxed and it's kind of the pressure's kind of off, I think, in a certain degree. So they're really they're really having fun and people were laughing and they were kind of you know, acting pseudo acting out some scenes. They would get up and they'd have different uh, scenarios from the film projected on a projector on a, you know, a screen behind them that they'd kind of interact with and they had a few props on stage that they would, you know, they pretend they were in the rock band and low shoulder and stuff. It was just really funny, but Oh my God, it was so cool. And, uh, Karn was there, like I said, and Diablo Cody was there and we actually talked to her after the show, Leo. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Like we stood in a line to wait and talk to her because there was, you know, of course there's tons of people kind of waiting and getting her to sign things and everything. And it got to our turn. And I, I, I couldn't remember. I was like uh, so nervous because we've had her on the show. And I was like, do you, right. do you remember us? The boo crew. She's like, oh, my God. Yes, I remember you. 
and then uh, came in for the hug, and it was awesome. She was like, "You're the one. You you have the dress. I always I think about that. You guys have the the dress from Jennifer's body." She's like, "Yeah, I can't believe you remember that." And we talked a little bit about. Oh, we wanted her to come back for. Lisa Frankenstein, her yes. new film that she's working on. I can't. Oh God, my God, she's so much fun. She's, she's awesome. She's so much fun, man. And yeah. Lisa Frankenstein, this is going to star Catherine Newton. Still not um, from uh, from Freaky. Still not a release date on this, but I can't wait. So it's directed by Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter. Oh, wow. It's her feature-length feature length debut directing. So it's set in, in 1989. An unpopular high schooler accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. That's incredible. It's the most awesome cool. <laughs> synopsis of all time. I can't wait for this movie to, cool. to in, insert my eyeballs. Anyway, uh, one thing I wanted to say about the... Um, oh, so to let you know who was there... So, Maiden Amick from Twin Peaks and Riverdale played the mom and a couple other characters. Daryl was Mac- also in Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. You recognize her from Gilmore Girls. That's right. Daryl McCormick, Dylan Mignette from Don't Breathe, 13 Reasons Why, and Scream 5, right? And the band The Wallows. And the, and the singing of the band The Wallows. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God. That's Which funny. is so good. I, I, I forget that. I remember after, uh, after on the way home, I was like telling our daughter Scarlett he's the singer of the Wallows that played the song she's like I know this song that's him yep fucking talented guy and then Ella Purnell from Yellow Jackets played Needy and Rachel Sennett from Bodies 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 did an exceptional job playing Jennifer Check and didn't I never saw the picture there was a picture of Scarlett with Rachel that you took yeah I don't think I ever saw it did you post it somewhere no huh not yet well gotta check it out I have to get photo approval from her oh yes she is at the age where everything has to go through her one of the funniest (laughs) things was not anyone who is part of the show per se but there was a woman there on her own that showed up pretty much already drunk oh gosh she came to sit in my row and I was like oh shit she's coming to sit beside me and she's by herself and she had a drink in a blood bag right because they were serving drinks in like fake bags of blood and then she just gave it to a random dude to hold and he was like what what like what what is this what she's like i need you to hold my drink i'm going to the bathroom and just gave it to the stranger to hold i was like okay this is a risky and he's kind of like what the fuck I don't know. so she comes back and i'm like oh shit and she clearly didn't buy seats where we were sitting because she's just like is anyone sitting here i'm just gonna fucking sit here you know it's talking to everybody i'm like oh fuck there's always one right there's always somebody's gonna fuck up the whole thing <laughs> yell during the show so the whole time i'm kind of nervous like fucking please don't start like freaking out and yelling because everybody's on their best behavior enjoying the show please don't fucking fuck it up she's okay through the whole thing and then at the end she fucking charges at dylan Remember, she yes. charged at the stage. Oh my God. Runs towards him, falls on her ass, and then security grabs her. Oh gosh. Oh, the best. It's always fucking one. Always one. That's hilarious. All right. I think that covers uh, our lengthy rant on what we've been up to in the horror uh, community, I guess, if you can call it that. So now we pivot to Boo Crew Sweet Screams this week. Movies, movies, movies. Leo, what you got, man? What did you check yes. out? Oh, uh, before I, I, I tell you what I checked out, uh, I just wanted to, because, you know, there's currently the writer's strike going on. Yes. So a lot of productions are actually now shutting down for sure. And unfortunately, it's hitting the horror community because American Horror Story has been shut down. Yellow Jackets has been shut down. And so is Stranger Things. So we're not going to get those anytime soon. That's very unfortunate. But, I mean, you know. We support the writers, you know, and hopefully they prevail in getting what they um, what they're asking for. And, you know, hopefully there's no director's uh, strike, which is I think they're voting on that soon. So if they don't strike, then there's a chance of this coming to some kind of agreement soon and we get the stuff back in order. And hopefully, you know, these things don't get postponed for two more years. You know? Yeah, I saw like a, something on Instagram of like someone's check from a writer on Jane the Virgin it was like two episodes for like a period of time. It was three cents. What? Right? Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, was that like they're cut? They're like residual? Yeah. Three cents 
for two episodes on Jane the Virgin, Whoa. which I know lots of people are watching Jane the Virgin. It's I think I got disgusting. seven. I think I got seven bucks for my five seconds in Stuber for a month. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> you know, right? that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Three cents. That was that's was gross. Appalling. That's gross. Yeah. We need yeah. to get these writers paid because they're so I mean, they're important. the back. Yeah. The backbone of all this stuff. Yeah. We couldn't enjoy what we enjoy if it wasn't for them. And so. there's got to be nothing harder than creating out of nothing. Right? Oh, no, there is nothing. I'm telling you. Harder. Yeah. You know, any it's just like it amazes me what comes out of people's brains. And people can do it for a living is extraordinary. Yeah. That's more than just a gift, man. I did check out a I checked out a new documentary. Oh. And it's currently uh, exclusive to Screenbox. So if you don't have Screenbox, uh, definitely check out Screenbox and um subscribe to it and it's uh called Living with Chucky. Have you guys seen that? No, I've not oh. seen it yet. I know of it, but I haven't watched it. It's good. It's good. It's it was it's written and directed by Kyra Elise Gardner, who the name you might sound familiar is a daughter of Tony Gardner, famous uh, you know special effects guy, uh, puppeteer, worked on Chucky, you know. So yeah, she worked on this documentary, and she brought all all the big guns, all the big guns for this documentary, and it's 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 a really fun trip down memory lane. You know, discovering Chucky, everything from, you know, talking to Don Mancini about the origins of, of the story. And when he was, you know, 20 years old at USC and selling the script and the idea and still, you know, being involved to this day. And then you have all these people that were in it. And of course, like Brad Dourif playing the voice of Chucky and you have Christina Lee and Jennifer Tilly and Billy Boyd and even John, even John Wall. Oh, John Waters is, is in this documentary because he was in one of the movies. It's a fun trip down memory lane for Chucky and they go through each movie and they show you some cool behind the scenes or some interesting things you had to do to adapt to keep it going or to innovate you know going from using little people as actors to actually using puppeteers to now it's like you know actually they're still using puppeteers in, in the TV series uh, so it's the evolution of Chucky but also there are so many cool fun things about this where did Chucky's hair come from? Like his facial look. Like where did his where did uh, Charles Lee, Lee Ray's name come from? Like all these fun facts that I never like looked into, you know. But I always thought, hey, that's a fun name. And this is this, and this is the toy. And but they really delve deep, and, and there's an explanation for a lot of this stuff. So I thought it makes this documentary a lot of fun. Did they and, go into uh, a lot of since it was directed by uh, put together by Tony Gardner's daughter? Was there a lot of insight as to her experience as a kid kind of growing up surrounded in this stuff and what that was like and visiting sets and having Chucky in her life at a very young age? Yeah, they, they, they mainly focus on a lot of third-party commentary Got it. on this, you know, because I, I, I haven't seen John Waters talk about films at all for a while, you know, and randomly he pops up and then uh, Jennifer Tilly telling her stories and, you know, Brad, of course, and Lynn Shay. Uh, you know, so you have all these great actors from the horror genre, you know, um, Mar Marlon Wayans, you know, you know, commenting on the, the films and growing up and why they were so effective and why it was, you know, a sign of the times that it had to happen because, you know, it was the 80s and you had these slashers and you had the, the rave, you know, people buying all these Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it was just like a perfect storm for somebody to say, hey, remember talking Tina from... A Twilight Zone episode? Like, yeah, that's, you know, what if we made a movie with a central character? Like, the anti-hero, hero, horror, you know, villain is, the, the main character is the killer, is the doll, you know? So, and the fact that they had to innovate, you know, and use all kinds of camera trickery and puppets and stuff, and just, it was just so much fun to hear these stories, and especially when you have, like, Alex Vincent, who's, who was the original, you know, boy in this in, in the series mm -hmm. he played, uh, was it andy was it yep like he's in the tv series now it's just the, you know the fact that it's like what we're 30 some years later you know and uh christina lease and all that it's just fun seeing that these characters are still there along with the fact that don mancini's still there because as we all know when you create something you sign your life away in blood and you lose control of it and you know for some reason there was just so much 
great respect and good deals cut with, with Don where he was able to be a part of this in one way or another, whether he directed or not, whether he wrote it or not, he was always a part of it, you know, so... It's, it's a giant, it's, it's, it's a, a really giant good, family, really, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It really is. And it's really, it's a good documentary, especially if you're a fan of Child's Play, the Chucky franchise. I highly recommend it. Um, check it out on Screenbox. It's, it's worth it. I think, I think you'll, you'll enjoy all the, all the fun stuff that comes out of it. Loving Screenbox, man. I finally started watching something. Lauren uh, dozed off after we were trying to watch some episodes of You, the latest season of You, yeah. and she was out for the count. So I decided to put on something that we've been meaning to watch for a very long time. So I'll talk about it briefly before we talk about something that we watched together. But I'm, I'm so late to the boat on this, but I'm so glad that I'm starting to watch it. And I'm, I'm going to stop so Lauren can watch it with me, which I think happens a lot with couples, I think. Right. If something's really good and you start watching it on your own, like, fuck, I got to stop. Yeah. Right. I'm going to you got to share it. So it was Anna Biller's The Love Witch, man. Oh, yes. 2016. If you haven't heard about this, I'm sure you listening have heard about this. It's probably your favorite movie. I am late to the game. It's about a young witch who's obsessed with finding a man to love her from her newly rented apartment in a beautiful Victorian home, which is a real purple Stunner in Arcata, California, or Arcata. I don't know how to say it. It's up north. Built in 1888. Anna herself stitched this jaw-dropping pentagram rug that you see in a lot of the visual supplements for this movie. She stitched that by hand, designed the, the costumes, wrote it, directed it, edited it, composed it. I, I, I just can't wait to dive back into it. It is... One of the most extraordinary things about it, not only it's set in the 60s and you get the the film looks like it's from the 60s. And the most crazy thing out of all of it is the acting feels of the era, which seems like an impossible feat to do. How do you do that without coming across as campy or not genuine? Magically, her and these amazing actors are able to capture this and it's magic. You know, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's magic. Then I realized a cinematographer, M. David Mullen, the cinematographer for Jennifer's body. Of course. It there you always go. comes back. It always <laughs> comes back. So, Lauren, we're going to be that's watching funny. The Love Witch. And that's free on Tubi. So go get it. It's out there for you. To continue on a Tubi rabbit hole, something we heard about from... Art Andrews. Art Andrews. <laughs> Good old art. Good friend of ours. Yes. And uh, also, is he is he a horror fan or not really a horror fan? He's a he's a critical horror fan. That yeah, that's how I would best describe him. But that's also the best when critical horror fans make a recommendation. You know, you're not going to be watching shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The movie was Home Movie from 2008. That's the di- right. The, direct- the directorial debut of uh, actor named Christopher Denham. Who also wrote this movie. He's been in Argo, Being the Ricardos, Camera Obscura. And the poster has two pairs. Because there's another movie called, there's I think a couple other movies called Home Movie. He was like, make sure you don't watch the other ones. Yeah. Not that they're bad, but this is the one he saw. Yeah. Right. So 2008 Home Movie. So what you're going to be looking for is a poster with two parents with their faces scratched out. And the very cryptic message written across it i dare you to watch until our movie is done it's creepy that's a hook right there that's a hook right there so it's a found footage movie takes place in the remote woods of upstate new york david and claire the parents they're attempting to live an idyllic lifestyle as their twin children's bizarre behavior seems to get worse and worse there are many levels of sick shit in this thing yeah it is stuffed full of unsettling imagery and a terrifying ending. And, and I think everyone can identify. There's going to be themes in this thing that you're going to identify with. What do I hear that? What is that? What is that, Leo? Are you, are you possessed? No. <laughs> what is that? Are you under arrest? It's only like no. the cops. Leo, come no, out no, with no, your no. hands up. We know what you're doing in there. That, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, what was that? That was my phone. Was he watching movies? He's watching movies while we're recording. He's like, fuck this. I'm watching fucking movies. (laughs) (laughs) But that would would be a funny story, actually. Like, what do you guys, I don't know. (laughs) 
It's fucking watching movies what? while, while they're, they're yapping. Man. Yeah, exactly. Watching the howling. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, there's themes that everyone can relate to, and this is I know there's themes that you and I could relate to, just being parents. But also, there's religious versus psychiatry as part of this makeup. There's the challenges of being a parent and genuine concern for not only raising your kids right, but to help nurture them and to become good people and make good decisions. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's about things that are very much darker than that as well. And uh, a frightening reality, really. It's about real shit. What did you think of it? I really liked it. I didn't fall asleep. You didn't fall asleep. There's the review right there. Lauren didn't <laughs> fall asleep. You got to go and see this on Tubi now. Five, five, five stars. stars. Five stars. <laughs> I just don't know. All I have to I say is I didn't I really fall liked asleep. it. I didn't fall, fall asleep. asleep. <laughs> I they see should Lauren put that on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Lauren Shan Boo Crew. I really liked it. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Every IMDb review should be that. Yeah, but it's great. Found footage, done in a really cool way. Ryan Shore did the music, um, Grammy winning, uh, Emmy winning, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's got image image after image that is. I mean, it's it's not easy to watch. That warning uh, on the front of the poster is. You know, it makes sense. It's not easy to watch right from go, but it's a great way to challenge yourself. It's a challenging movie. We gotta love those. And it's really well done. Go check it out. Yeah. Home home movie. Home movies? Home movie? Home movie. 2008. Home movie. On Tubi. Mm-hmm. All right. That seemed like a long time of yapping. It was a very long time. Thank you for those who have stuck yeah, with us. For you, one person who has stuck with yes, us this long. You are this. awesome. Yes. If you haven't fallen asleep and you liked it, give us a five-star rating. <laughs> All right. Okay, that was the Boo Crew episode 383. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Production tracks for this one provided by the great folks at Powerman 5000 Incorporated with the CEO by the name of Spider One. Until next time, on behalf of myself, Lauren, and Leo, it is the Boo Crew saying... um, Sweet screams. I think Lauren just fell asleep. I did not. I was going to say mahalo. (laughs) God, too many years at Loveline. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the bloody disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. Horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.